It's Tuesday. It's the last Tuesday of the month. One of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. I, I want to venture out to say the smartest. Uh, but the great white hope, they're running neck and neck. <laughs> Bill Lockwood is here. And Bill Lockwood is a friend, a real friend. A friend indeed. And uh, Bill Lockwood is a writer at American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, a radio host and a teacher at Wichita Falls, Texas. And he's also the pastor or preacher at Our Park Church of Christ. And we're going to make sure you get all that information. You got to listen to Bill Lockwood. And if anybody on this side of heaven know the uh, Constitution, Bill Lockwood knows it. And uh, Bill, welcome back again. Hey, it's great to be back with you, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. The last time we spoke, you were down in San Diego. How did that go? Oh, that was, we had a great time. You know, I, I went over there and we just relaxed for a little while, about a week, and just um, and decompressed, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, nice. That's good. It's hotter, right. than, it's hotter than night and going north in California now. I know. <laughs> Lots of uh, fire. There are places where homes are being destroyed by fire, and they, I mean, it's just a mess. Yeah, well, it's been pretty hot in Texas, too, so we were happy to get away. Yes, sir. So, Bill, I, I, I know you didn't plan on me asking my biblical question. I don't even know if it makes sense to you or not, but I want to know, do human rank, R-A-N-K, do human, does human rank mean anything to you? Well, certainly it does. You know, God created man in his own image, and of and of all of God's creation, it was only man that was created in God's image. And that's so stated in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created them. And because of that, he put man over the creation, verses 28 and 29, and charged him with subduing it and utilizing the creation that God made. As a matter of fact, that's an important question, Jesse, because the environmental movement today takes the opposite view. They have what is called a biocentric worldview, which tells us, according to Al Gore, who is the grandfather of this environmental movement, tells us that everything was created in God's image, even trees and rocks and animals. And so, therefore, man has no value more than a bird, more than a fish, more than, more than a tree, more than anything in nature. But that, of course, is false. Yeah. And the Bible teaches yeah. that God created only man in his own image, which means he has moral sensitivity. He has rational capacity. He has the ability to think and reason. And that's that's how man was created. So man does have rank above and God put him there. Sadly, many people don't want to take that rank. They want they want to subdue man beneath the creation and consider the creation first. As a matter of fact, that's what they're trying to do at the World Economic Forum right now. They have a World Economic Forum coming up in uh, next January where they're, that's exactly what they have, this United Nations sponsored event, which this is exactly where they want to go. The subdue man. Do uh, men know their rank? And if so, why are they so willing to give it up? Well, number one, most people or many people don't know 
the rank haven't thought about it because we don't spend our time in Bible study. We don't spend time doing that and looking over uh, the principles of the Bible. And so, you know, we might get a, a snippet on Facebook here and there. Or we might uh, a few words from uttering a prayer. But uh, that's one thing. Our just Bible study has been really lacking. And we all can do better on that. And another thing is that there's so much political and environmental pressure on on people Christians included, to to capitulate on these particular points and to suggest that uh, we are just another strand, as Al Gore would put it, one strand in God's creation among many strands. And so we are no more valuable than anything else. So uh, the political pressure is there. And that's that's exactly what the Democrats have written in the platform. That is, you know, we've got to change uh, change man's behavior in order to fit into the environment, as you know very well. Why are Christians who are supposed to be set apart from the world, why are they giving into the pressure of going along with the world? And how can well, you do that and be a Christian? You can't be a faithful Christian and do that. That's right. You know what? We have been doing that. I say we Christians have been doing this for over 100 years. When the theory of evolution came out, then so many Christian people said, you know what? Okay, well, we believe God created the earth, but he used evolution to do it. So they want to believe the general theory of evolution, that the earth is billions of years old. At the same time, they want to believe Genesis, that God created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. And they want to believe both of them. So they, so they take Genesis and they stretch it beyond the breaking point and say, well, the days means thousands of years. And who knows what a day means? And, you know, God used evolution and it wasn't exactly as God told it in Genesis 1 and 2. So we've been practicing, we've been practicing destroying the book of Genesis for over a hundred years in the churches of America. And this is just another plank in that. Are you, the Democratic voted last time around when they had that um, election when Donald Trump was running, they voted to take God out of the platform Right. And so are you surprised that there are still, quote unquote, Christians who have voted for the Democratic platform? I you know what? I am. I'm just shocked. I'm saddened that people that call themselves Christians will continue to vote on the Democrat ticket. I have I just think, you know, we have lost our minds and our sensibilities and our moral and our, and our moral compass is just gone. They have been doing nothing but promoting hedonism and Satanism for a long, long time. You know, Barack Obama did all he could do to make homosexuality acceptable, not only in America, but also all over the world. That was one of his number one planks. <laughs> and, was. and according, according to Romans chapter one, that shows that God gives up a society. But, you know, we kind of go along with that. And we say, well, OK, that's the way it is. You know, and it's just and we'll still vote for Democrats. And I. I, I, I'm just, I'm baffled. How can one do such a thing? The, um, did you happen to watch the uh, Republican, beginning of the Republican uh, convention? convention last night? No, uh, no, I didn't. I was getting ready for radio shows today. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I, I, I'm going to record mine this afternoon as well. So, yeah, but, no, I, did, I was not able to. That was a guy that spoke there uh, from an organization called The Turning Point. And 
uh, the tur- turning point is uh, supposed to be a Republican turning point USA is a Republican organization, I think. But they are pushing homosexuality and all that stuff by not speaking out against it. Uh, one of their spokespersons is a black man who is so-called married to a white man. And he mentioned that, Rob Smith, he talk about that openly. So if we as Christians know that the Republicans are now encouraging that by not going against it, mm-hmm. what, what are we to do when it's time to vote? Well, if the Republicans place it in their platform and that becomes part of the platform, then I'm no longer going to vote any kind of Republican. I'll, I'll not do it as far as, as anyone who agrees. The pla- if the platform has it in there, then I'm not going to be a Republican. <laughs> well, I don't I'm, know if they I'm, have it in the platform that like the Democrat has all their God, anti-God stuff in the platform. That's a very good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. As far as I know, it's not accepting homosexuality as a norm, as a norm is not a, is not part of the platform. But if you are a homosexual or, or a baby killer and you vote for the Democratic Party, I mean, Republican Party, they accept it. They accept the vote. Oh, that's, that's just weak weakness on the yeah. part of the people who are leaders of the Republican Party. It's just absolute abject weakness to hedonism and ungodliness in America. If we don't have a moral compass, if we don't have a moral bearing here, then what are we doing? I think. And that, go ahead. I think in their mind, they are just trying to get the people to leave the Democratic Party and vote for Republicans. Yeah, that may be the case, but you know that's that's not the right way to do it. Yeah. To, to agree, yeah. this is this is the problem. This is what's happened with so many churches. The churches, instead of standing out like a rock of Gibraltar as as the world rushes by in ugliness and hedonism and ungodliness and standing for truth and going upstream or standing there. So many churches, they they just kind of go along and say, we will accept uh, women in the pulpits, we'll accept homosexuals in the pulpits, we'll accept homosexuality and membership. And, and every everything that the world wants, the churches, many churches are doing. Is that is that what we're to be about? Is that... That doesn't even sound like the church that Jesus Christ established. We're not we're not setting ourselves up at all for anything good on that. Except yeah. just we're not influencing culture. Culture's influencing us, and it's sad to see that in the Republican Party too. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk to you about the enemies of the that the uh, the uh, president is facing, and um, with the election coming up, Democrats and Rhinos are trying everything they can to get rid of the president. The whole thing right. is about getting rid of the president. I even heard the other day, or maybe I read it, that that uh, Floyd uh, Fake, is it Floyd, uh, from Arizona? The congressman from Arizona is oh, it? Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake. Oh, yeah. Jeff Flake. What an amazing name, because he is a flake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, His name I bet his mother never thought he would grow up and be a flake. They never would have named him that if they had thought that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad story. Yes, he's endorsed the Democrats. Yeah. What a flake. That is. That's, it shows you that their heart and their real soul is, is in the Democrat Party, which is socialism, communism, 
hedonism, uh, ungodliness, abortion, homosexuality, environmentalism to control our, our and get rid of the free market system. That's where their heart and soul is. No one who can be a, a Christian or who can say that they're actually a Republican in the true blue will go to that kind of a platform. I don't care if you don't like Trump or not. Right. It's not about whether you don't like Trump. The question is, what kind of platform is it upon which you stand? And Jeff Flake is a but, but you know, people who knew Jeff Flake knew that he was this way and they're showing the real colors. That's one reason I like President Trump. He brings that out in people. They, they, they take a stand. Mitt Romney did the same thing. You know what? People thought, well, maybe Mitt Romney's pretty conservative. No, President Trump gets up there. He speaks conservative values. And boy, you see what Romney's made of right now. And so also with Jeff Flake. <laughs> you know, if we had a George Bush in the presidency, you would never have known this. Right. You would never have seen this come out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, maybe we should change uh, Mitt Romney's last name to Flake. Mitt Flake. <laughs> Mitt Romney Flake. But I want right. on your blog, American Liberty would be a lot with you. write about two retired uh, lieutenants. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel. Right, yeah. Lieutenant Colonels. And their, and their letter to General Alexander Mil Mil Milley? Milley, right, right, Milley. And he is the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. Tell us about him and what's going on with this letter. Well, you know what? This, I, this is on DefenseOne.com. You can find it on DefenseOne.com. There are two retired lieutenant colonels from the Army, John Nagel, N-A-G-L, and Paul Yingling, Y-I-N-G-L-I-N-G. They're, um, they're both retired lieutenant colonels from the Army, uh, Yingling has served uh, with distinction in Iraq. They're not just they're not just uh, private, so they're not just uh, people who are in the enlisted ranks, and they're not just people down here on the bottom. John Nagel is the head of the ha uh, ha I guess it's called Haverford School for Young Men, which is about uh, training people for military leadership, and he is a Rhodes Scholar himself. John Nagel is from Oxford. And uh, so these are these are distinguished men. They have an ear with the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And they wrote a letter recently saying that, number one, Donald Trump's going to lose the election. Number two, that he's not going to leave the White House. And so we know that he's not going to leave the White House. And the reason they say that is because he is against mail in voting. But, you know, that's, of course, the Democrats all want mail-in voting because it's so susceptible to fraud. Yeah. So, so they say, well, he's, he's against mail-in voting, so he's not going to leave the White House. But the shocking thing is they suggest that they use the – to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they say, you know your duty is – and they say to use the 82nd Airborne to go in there with an army and escort Donald Trump out of the White House – and so they're suggesting that Donald Trump has an army of little green men, I suppose that would be the yous and me's of the world, <laughs> little green men who are trying to defend him. And we need to go with a military force and take him out of the White House. So what this is doing is setting the stage and suggesting that military intervention takes place. What's going to happen when Donald Trump wins the election? Well, they're going. these guys are going to be out of their 
minds. Yeah. And they, but, they, but they've already floated the idea of a military coup, a military coup in, in Washington, D.C. This is what, this is, this is where we are in America. It's a later hour than people think. And people better awaken right now from the stupor and recognize that you have people who have the ear of the Joint Chiefs of Staff suggesting a military coup in America, or at least setting the stage for it. But isn't this like treason or something? Can't the president lock them up or do something about that? Is If you're aware of this, isn't he aware of it too? You mean, is, uh, I, I'm is sure Donald president, Trump... But can he do I'm something sure about he, it, these guys doing this? You know, I'm sure that he is. I'm sure that Donald Trump is perfectly aware that, I don't know about this specific letter, but there is a, a sentiment out there that is so pro-socialist, yes. so pro-communist, that... Donald Trump has enraged them, and they're all. They're, I'll tell you what, Jesse. The military is is chock full of internationalists. Well, what do I mean by that? That is, they want the international stage. They want to to uh, take the American money and the production, and we, they want to funnel it around the world. And they, they believe that we should be su in submission to the United Nations. So it's United Nations first and foremost. You know, when George Bush went into Iraq, he he talked about the United Nations. That's that's what it was about. The United Nations wanted him. This is what they're all about. The United Nations, what the United Nations say, not what our own law says. And so Donald Trump has pulled back on this international intervention all around the world. This internationalism is intervening in other countries. And Donald Trump has pulled back on that, says, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to take money away even from even from Europe yeah. because we're not going to we're not going to defend Europe all the time. Well, that just these internationalists, these these are world socialists. They're just enraged. And so they're just now they're suggesting we're going to take him out. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I don't know even if you are Democrat, how you would miss you will miss what's happening right now. It's so apparent if you're a Democratic voter and you see what's happening in the inner cities. From day one, they have been going after the president to take him out. They have not done anything to prove that they're better or they can do better than what the president does. It, it would seem to be apparent to all people that the president is doing the right thing. And that's why the Democrats and, and men like this and others, they hate him because he's doing right. And I want to know what is that that they're doing that they don't want him to expose. I will look into it. You know what I'm saying? But right, most people right. don't seem to do that. No, they don't. They just they just listen to the mainstream media, which is 98 percent negative Trump, because the mainstream media reaching back all the way to the point of the early of the 19 even earlier than that, back in the 1930s. Um, I, there's several books written back then. One man was named Max Eastman. Max Eastman was an editor of several liberal magazines at that time. And the editors of these magazines in the 1920s and 30s talked about how great socialism was, how great uh, what's going on in Russia after the Bolshevik Revolution, how great they loved Nazism because Nazism is socialism. They loved Nazism. That was before that was before Adolf Hitler showed his hand and exterminated Jews, but they loved the system of Nazism. They would travel over there. They would take tours of uh, the Soviet Union. They would come back and write glowing reports about what a great thing it was. And the same thing through the, uh, through the 1950s and 60s when the New York Times defended 
Fidel Castro taking over Cuba. They called him an agrarian reformer. He's just a great guy. And that's the way the New York Times handled it. Walter Cronkite, all those guys, they defended the communists in the Vietnam War. This is the way it's been going. And the mainstream media is chock full of these internationalists, socialists is what they are. And Donald Trump is going the other direction, and they cannot stand it, and that's why they hate him. That's right. This guy, Alexander Milley, he is the same person that apologized for a photo that he took with the president in front of the church there in D.C., where the uh, yeah. the um, the terrorist attackers uh, attacked. And this same guy said that America has an original sin and other mess. And I want to play that sound bite. We played this a week, a couple weeks ago now. I want to play it for you again. Just hold on. Do we have it? Okay. Yes, congratulations. You will all have enormous responsibility to protect our country and its values. We have also seen over the last two and a half weeks, I am outraged by the senseless and brutal killing of George Floyd. His death amplified the pain, the frustration, and the fear that so many of our fellow Americans live with day in and day out. The protests that have ensued not only speak to his killing, but also to the centuries of injustice towards African Americans. What we are seeing is the long shadow of our original sin in Jamestown 401 years ago, liberated by the Civil War, but not equal in the eyes of the law until 100 years later in 1965. We are still struggling with racism, and we have much work to do. Racism. This same guy also said that we are supposed to be apolitical. Um, this guy, I would have fired him as soon as he finished his speech that he gave. You know what? That, that just is so frustrating. I have, I have family members, I know people in the military, the officers in the military, and during Obama's period, they couldn't even, they couldn't speak out on one single political topic. It doesn't matter. You couldn't do it because the military would have you gone. Now you got the Joint Chiefs of Staff jumping in and siding with a political issue that's going on in America. You know what? The legs of the lame are not equal. But number two, regarding the original sin, I, I wonder if he will recognize the fact that the slaves that came here to America were all originating with Muslim slave traders, and Islam teaches it in the Quran. So if it's an original sin, it was there because of Islam. I wonder if he will be bold enough to say that. Of course not. He's no. not going to do that. Because you don't get into his position without being politically correct, apparently. You have, to, you have to kowtow to what the political correct idea is, or they don't put you up to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Amazing. What a phony. I, um, it just amazes me what I have seen uh, uh, that has been uncovered since the president had been in the White House. As you said earlier, if President Trump was not there, we wouldn't know all this was going on behind the scene. Right. And if we had elected any other Republican rhino, we would not have known this. It's amazing no. what's being revealed right now. 
No, we would never have known it because if we'd had another George Bush in there, he would have gone along with more socialist programs just like he did for, uh, you know, um, Medicaid for children. And, this, you know, I mean, he continued, he continued down the same track. I, I want people who are listening to think, have, has America changed general direction over the last 75 years to your knowledge? Has it changed general direction or have we gone continually down the big government track where the big government's big brother is going to take care of everything? The answer is obvious. There's only one man. Now, Ronald Reagan did some great things, too. But you know, there's only one man who's really been bold enough to change the, the trajectory, and that is Donald Trump. Yeah. He's changed the trajectory for the first time in my lifetime and in yours also. Yes. And that, that has made them unwound they become unglued and here you got the joint chiefs of staff logging in on a political issue I, and i tell you what and, and is he not familiar with the founding fathers who stated it was it was sinful but they were forced to do it because of the english government in which they lived and so they put right in the constitution they put that the slave trade would stop within 20 years they gave people time to get out of it and to get off of the slavery and usage of slavery. But the cotton gin was created, um, in, uh, invented, and things changed in the South. But there's a lot more to be said on this. But the point is, the founders put right in the Constitution that we're going to get rid of the slave trade in America. Now, why would they do that if they're uh, so steeped in original sin that they can't see themselves? Yeah. Why would that be? The That's right. Bill, I know you. Good. Yeah, I just wanted to have a brief talk with you this morning. Oh, you're in trouble. You got to go to class. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's not always the best, the deepest. So ask yourself. So Bill is at school, folks. He's in the classroom right now. So we, Bill, give out how people can get to your radio show, all of the good things you're doing, uh, read your articles and everything. How can we reach you? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Go tell her to be quiet. You're on the radio. Please stand for the pledges. You know, my radio show is American Liberty with BillLockwood.com. It's on YouTube also, and I also have another YouTube channel called I say the Pledge of the American Flag. Riding for the Bible Brand. I pledge allegiance to the flag. All right, Bill. I'll put it out for you. Thank you. Okay. God bless you, Bill. American Liberty with BillLockwood.com. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe. And share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. <laughs>